you don't have to see the whole way down the path. Like if you want to drive from New York City to Los Angeles at night in the dark, you can do that seeing a couple hundred feet ahead of you in the headlights. You don't have to see the whole way there. You're going to start driving down the road and guess what? You're going to hit construction. You're going to have to take a detour. You're going to be driving down the road and go, gosh, I didn't know that I could actually go this way. Guess what? There's a different routes. There's different things along the way. You're going to be like, man, I didn't see that this opportunity was here. Well, you can't see that from back in New York. You have to get to halfway across the country before you can see that other opportunity. Ah, okay. There's another opportunity here. Didn't even realize that. Well, you can't see it from where you're standing right now. Welcome to another episode of Success Through Failure. This is your host, Jim Harshaw Jr. Today, I'm bringing you a solo episode. I'm super excited about this. I guess I'm always excited about these solo episodes because I put a lot of work into this, a lot of effort. I've got some great notes here that I'm going to be going off of, but most of this is just coming from my experience, my life experience, my experience working with clients and getting to share this with you is just like, it's exciting. So, all right, here we go. Today we're talking about BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. You probably heard this term BHAG somewhere. Most people don't know where it came from, but if you've been listening to me for any time, you may have heard me talk about this before. It comes from this 1994 book titled Built to Last. Built to Last was written by Jim Collins and Jerry Porras. Jim Collins went on to write Good to Great. A lot of people have heard of that book, but this book, like if you're in business, you have to read this book. It is absolutely a game changer. They talk about these, I think it was 17 companies that they identified that were quote, built to last. Like they survived through boom and bust cycles. They survived through multiple technology iterations and they adapted, iterated and overcame. They lasted through world wars, et cetera. And they were built to last and they identified like what was different and what is different about these companies. So really a game changing book if you're in business or if you're a leader of some kind, because it talks about leadership and how to lead and how the leaders of these companies paint these visions to help people achieve things that have never been done before. So I, first of all, encourage you to read that. But before you turn this episode off and you're like, man, Jim, I don't want to talk about BHAGs. Like I'm busy enough. My goals are big enough. I'm already overwhelmed. This causes me anxiety. Just thinking about setting huge, scary goals. I want you to hear me out. Just Give me a chance because you know that there's greatness inside of you. Like, you know that you have more potential. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening right now. You would be off doing something else, being busy, but you're not. You're listening to this right now because you know there's another gear inside of you. You know there's another level inside of you. That's where we're going to unlock today. And it's not going to stress you out more. It's going to stress you out less because it's going to be exciting and you're not going to have to work any harder because you're already working hard. All right. So let's talk about this. But before we do a couple quick things, number one, you can listen to this on your smart player. Just say play success through failure podcast and boom, you'll hear my voice coming through your smart speaker. Second is you can get everything that I'm sharing here in the action plan. So if you like what I'm saying, or there's some bullet points you want to get your hands on, you want to print this out, you can get the action plan. Go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, like you can apply this to your life. Like if you want to have a conversation about how to do that, then go to jimharshawjr.com slash apply. And we'll talk about how to, how we can do this, how you can apply this 
directly to your life and not just have this be a podcast that you listen to and I've heard that kind of talk before. No, like how do you actually implement this? Well, we can do that on a phone call. Again, jimharshawjr.com slash apply. And by the way, if you hear an extra dog barking today in the background, we're watching our neighbor's dog and she's this like sweetest little puppy named Sandy. She's like, not even a little puppy. She's a big puppy. She's almost a year old, golden retriever, sweetest dog in the world but she is still adjusting to our house. As a matter of fact, the first night that we had her, she was whining and crying. Literally, we had to sleep with her on our bed, not just like at the foot of the bed. We had to spoon her. My wife and I both had to like spoon her throughout the night to keep her from like not barking and not whining, getting up like she's like such an attention craving and seeking dog. So anyway, she's roaming about the house with our dog Pax today. So or actually for the next week. So you might just hear them wrestling or barking in the background. All right. So let's get into BHAGs here. Big, hairy, audacious goals. These big, scary goals. Let me give you some examples. JFK saying, you know, we're going to put a man on the moon by the end of the decade. Like that was a BHAG, right? Big, scary, very clear goal, right? Uh, here's another one become a $125 billion company by the year 2000. Walmart. Walmart set that BHAG in 1990. Here's another one. Crush Adidas. <laughs> Nike. That was Nike's goal, BHAG, in the 1960s. A few more here. Become the most recognized and respected consumer brand in the world. Starbucks. Here's another one. See if you can guess who this one is. Every book ever printed in any language, all available in less than 60 seconds. Who did that one? Amazon. Here's another one. A computer on every desk in every home. A computer on every desk in every home. You might be able to get this one. Microsoft. Here's another one. Become the Harvard of the West. What university? Become the Harvard of the West. Stanford. Right, these are all. BHAGs, big, hairy, audacious goals. These are scary. You think about these companies, you think that it was just a foregone conclusion that these were going to be world-class, huge companies. No, it wasn't companies and, and universities, but like it wasn't a foregone conclusion. Like there was work to be done. These were small companies at one point. Then they grew to be medium. Then they grew to be big. Like they weren't worldwide known brands. They weren't household brands when they started. You know, Nike was started out of, the back of a car, right? There was work to be done. They painted these big, hairy, audacious goals, these big visions. So how do you know? How do you set this? Like, how do you set a BHAG? Like, what's the right way to do this? Now, I'm going to give you the test, the litmus tests that you have to pass in order for your goal to be considered a BHAG. And this is straight from Jim Collins' vision framework on jimcollins.com. So this is directly where I'm getting this, and we'll have this listed right in the action plan. But here is how you know. I'm going to give you eight things, eight ways to know if you have an effective BHAG. Okay, are you ready? Number one, do you find it exciting? Do you find your BHAG exciting? Does it excite you? Or is it kind of like, nah, not so interested, <laughs> right? It has to be exciting. Number two, is it clear, compelling, and easy to grasp? Is it clear, compelling, and easy to grasp? Crush Adidas. Put a man on the moon. Every book ever printed in any language, all available in less than 60 seconds. Clear, compelling, easy to grasp. That's number two. Number three, does this BHAG somehow connect 
to the core purpose, right? The core purpose of the company or your core purpose. What is your purpose? If you haven't done that work, this is work that you got to do. This is some of the most fundamental foundational work that you'll ever do for yourself. Does this BHAG somehow connect to your core purpose? That's number three. Number four, will this BHAG be exciting to a broad base of people in the organization, not just those with the executive responsibility? Like, is it just something the executives want to do? Or is this like motivating and exciting to a broad base of people within the organization? That's number four. Number five, is it undeniably a big, hairy, audacious goal, not a verbose, hard to understand, convoluted, impossible to remember mission or vision statement. So is it clear? Is it easy to understand? Or is it some like convoluted, hard to remember, hard to understand vision or mission statement posted on a company wall in a, in a frame somewhere, right? It has to be clear. That's number five. Number six, do you believe the organization has Less than 100% chance of achieving the BHAG, like 50 to 70% chance is ideal, right? This is like scary, right? You may not, if it's an easy one, you know, if we're guaranteed we're going to reach it, it's not really a BHAG, right? Is it like 50 or 70% chance of reaching it? Yet at the same time, do you believe that you can actually achieve it if you're fully committed? That's a BHAG. That's number six. Here's number seven. Will achieving the BHAG require a quantum step in the capabilities and characteristics of the organization? Or is it just like, yeah, we can kind of get there from here. That's probably not very big, hairy, scary, right? Do you have to make quantum steps? Do you have to make leaps? Do you have to get to the next level and maybe another level and maybe another one and another one and another one after that? That's a BHAG. That's number seven. Here's the last one. Number eight, in 25 years, would you be able to tell if you've achieved it? Like, will you know a couple decades from now, quarter century from now, will you know if you've achieved it? Is it that clear that you know if you have achieved it or not? All right, so those are the eight tests that you need to pass to have a BHAG that's effective, that's going to work, that's going to stick for you for the long term. All right, go back and listen to those, create your own BHAG. Okay, so, and again, those are gonna be right in the action plan. You can download it, print it out, whatever you wanna do, so you have those in front of you as you create your BHAG. Well, this, uh, this sounds scary and hard, but I'm gonna ask you this, why not? Why not create a BHAG? You're, you're already working hard, right? It's gonna take the same time and energy, like if you're already dedicated to what you do and spending a lot of time, this is about putting you know, things behind it, like energy behind your goals that force you and help you to take that quantum leap. Why not? I mean, why not do that? Why not have something that's exciting? Why not have a goal that's going to get you out of bed in the morning? Why not have a goal that is so clear, it is easy to understand at just a quick glance? Everybody wants clarity. I talk to so many of my clients who want that clarity. Like BHAGs help you get that clarity. All right, I'm going to give you 10 reasons why you're not setting your big hairy, audacious goal, and how to overcome them. Okay, I'm climbing inside of your head, all right? I'm getting inside of your head. I know what you're thinking. I'm going to tell you what you're thinking and help you overcome those things, those hesitations. Okay, number one, you're saying, Jim, I'm not sure where to start. I don't, I don't know where to start. Well, guess what? You don't have to know where to start. Just start. Just do something. Here's where it usually starts. Here's where you can almost always guarantee yourself a good first step. Pick up the phone. 
Schedule time to meet with somebody, to talk with somebody, to have coffee with somebody. It might be picking up a phone. It might just be an email, sending that email, sending that text message to get in touch with that person, right? It's meeting with the person. The catalyst is picking up the phone or sending the email or sending the text that will lead to having the conversation and magic happens when you connect with people. Just start. Like you don't have to see the whole way down the path. Like if you want to drive from New York City to Los Angeles at night in the dark, you can do that seeing a couple hundred feet ahead of you in the headlights. You don't have to see the whole way there. You're going to start driving down the road and guess what? You're going to hit construction. You're going to have to take a detour. You're going to be driving down the road and go, gosh, I didn't know that I could actually go this way. Guess what? There's different routes. There's different things along the way. You're going to be like, man, I didn't see that this opportunity was here. Well, you can't see that from back in New York. You have to get to halfway across the country before you can see that other opportunity. Ah, okay. There's another opportunity here. Didn't even realize that. Well, you can't see it from where you're standing right now. You just have to start. Okay. You're not sure where to start. Just get moving. I mean, most college students change their major, right? And you might change your path along the way. Like just because most students change their college major, it's like, I don't know, 60 or 80%, something really high percentage. It doesn't mean you shouldn't start college. No, just start, get there, take some classes, figure it out. And you'll educate yourself along the way. All right. So you're not sure where to start, make a phone call, send an email, send a text message and get that meeting with that person who's done it before or who's a mentor of yours or who has a similar idea that you have, that's where to start. Number two, here's another reason why most people don't start. Imposter syndrome. Why me? I can't do this. This is, this is not for this poor kid from so-and-so or rich kid from so-and-so or I don't have the degree or I don't have the connections. I don't have the money. Like I don't have the whatever. Why me? I can't do this. Well, guess what? You have to believe. You have to start by believing that it is possible for you. There's people who have had less money, fewer opportunities, less education than you. They're doing it. Everything is possible when you believe. This is a quote from UFC fighter Yoel Romero. He was a world champion wrestler from Cuba. Episode 262. I dive deep into this. Episode 262. We talk about believing. How do you create belief in yourself? How do you get over that syndrome of, yeah, but, you know, I, I can't do that. Episode 262, if you want to go deeper into that, you can do it. Other people are. Quick interruption. If you like what you're hearing here and you want to learn how you can implement this into your life, just go to jimharshajr.com slash apply to see how you can get a free one-on-one -on -one coaching session with me. That's jimharshajr.com slash apply. Now back to the show. Number three, I'm not sure how to set goals, Jim. Okay, if you're not sure how to set goals, go to jimharshajr.com slash goal setting. It's a blog post with Everything you'll ever need to know on how to set a clear goal. I'm going to give you a real quick, simple structure here. Number one, set a SMART goal. I didn't invent that acronym, but the acronym SMART stands for this. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, time-bound. Okay? Create this framework for your goal. Make sure it's like specific. That's the thing people most, you know, they struggle with most is like they say they want to get better at something, right? No, make it a specific goal, right? Create a deadline. Identify who can help. What are the obstacles you're going to face along the way? Create a rough plan to get there and then create micro goals. 
These are short goals that you hit along the way that you have to hit the pause button and actually schedule these and plan what these are. Like once a month, I have my clients do this once a month. They hit the pause button on their life, step off the treadmill of life, get out of the rat race, identify how they did in the last month, and then they plan the next month and set these micro goals. What can I do in the next 30 days? All right. Again, you can go to jimharsherjr.com slash goal setting blog post with everything you need to know there. Again, that link will be in the action plan. All right. Number four, I'm not sure if this is really what I want. I'm not sure if this is the vision for my life, Jim. Well, here's what I want you to do. I want you to script out your miracle life. If you had everything that you wanted in your life, what would it look like? Like, what would your days be like? Trust me, you're not going to want to sit there sipping Mai Tais on the beach every day, right? That gets old. You're going to want to be a contributing member of society. If not, then you're listening to the wrong podcast. But what are you going to do to make an impact? What does that miracle life look like? Who are you with? Who are you spending your time with? Where do you live? What are you doing in this miracle life? Right? You might be taking a lot of vacations. I know I am, right? But script it out. What are you doing? What is, your, what is your occupation? How are you serving the world? Who are you spending your time with? Script that out. That is your vision for your life. If you're a client of mine or a longtime listener and, and you've done this, go back and look at it. So often I do this with clients and then you know, three months or six months or nine months later, I actually, we're on a call and I'll pull it up and I'll read it to them. And they go, oh my gosh, Jim. Wow, I, f- I forgot about that. I, I actually already know what I want. I just forgot, right? If you've already done this work, go back and review it and get clear or re-clarify that vision and see if that BHAG fits into that. Your BHAG should align with that. That's number four. Number five, ah, oh, Jim, it's too hard, man. This is just daunting. I think back to my wrestling days and I, I got the hardest worker award three years in a row. I'm most proud of that. I mean, my sophomore, junior, senior year, I was voted the hardest worker on the team. And it's kind of unfair. Honestly, I, I feel like it's, it's a little bit of an unfair award because it wasn't hard work for me. It was inspired action. I was inspired to do this because it aligned with who I am and what I wanted. Now, there were other guys on the team. I outworked them. And guess what? It's not because I out, truly outworked them. They just, they weren't as inspired. They were inspired in some other way in their lives, maybe but I was truly inspired for this. Like if you had asked me to do that same level of hard work for something that wasn't important to me, guess what? I wouldn't have done it. I wouldn't have done it with that zeal and that energy because that wouldn't have been inspired action for me. What is inspired action for you and somebody else is different, right? So figure out what inspires you because guess what? That hard work, it just becomes the thing that you do. Here's the other thing. Look for leverage points, right? to make the hard work not quite as hard. Like, for example, who do you know who's done this before? Is there a blueprint you can follow? Is there a coach that you can hire? Is there a book that you can read about step-by-step how to do this thing that can fast forward you along the way? And by the way, like I said, you're doing hard work anyway. You're going to be working hard. You're already working hard. Why not work hard for something that is your vision for your life? So that's number five. Number six, ah, Jim, but I, you know, my friend group doesn't think that way. I might lose some friends along the way. People might think that I'm straying away from them. Well, good. Bring them along with you or good. They're holding you back anyway. 
So yes, you, you may, you may lose some friends along the way. You may make some new ones along the way too. I imagine you will. But if you can, bring your friends along with you, right? If they're the right friends, they're going to be encouraging you and helping you and supporting you and loving you along the way, all right? But understand, it can be hard. It can be hard for people to go, wow, you know, they're, they're taking that next step up and I'm just staying back here. They're probably going to pull you back down. Go into that with your eyes wide open. It's part of the price you pay. That's number six. Number seven, here's what most people are doing. They're waiting for permission. Guess what? No one's going to give it to you. No one's going to give you permission. No one's coming to save you. No one told Elon Musk, hey, it's okay. You can go ahead and create Tesla now. I know that this is going to be a success. I guarantee it. You can colonize Mars, right? You can do this. I know it. Now's the time. No one told Abe Lincoln after his seventh political defeat, like, hey, you're going to be going to be like, you know, arguably the greatest president of all time. You are going to change the world. You know, I know it. Keep going. You're going to do that. You've got this. You're going to be president. No one is coming to save you. No one's going to give you permission. Stop waiting. You are the only person who can give you permission. And guess what? If you're looking for permission, I give it to you. There you go. You got it. Permission granted. Now go. All right. It's number seven. Number eight, Jim, I'm too busy. I'm already busy. You ever heard the quote, you want to get something done? Give it to a busy person. You're busy? Excellent. Perfect. That's how stuff gets done. People like you get stuff done. I was busy when I started this business. Four kids, a job where I work nights and weekends, seven days a week. I'm at, you know, going to sporting athletics events. I worked at the Virginia Athletics Foundation at the University of Virginia as a major gift fundraiser. I mean, I was working crazy hours. Saturdays, Sundays, evenings, early mornings, late nights, you name it. I got four kids. Guess what I did? <laughs> I started a podcast. Then I started coaching. Then I started speaking. And here I am. I get to do this now. I get to live out my mission. I was busy. And guess what? You're probably going to have to say no, or at least not now, to some other things. That's how it works. Sorry, but you can't do everything and be everything to everyone. You have to put some things off and say, yeah, not now for that. For me, one of them was I wanted to run a marathon. I've always known I wanted to run a marathon. And I was like, man, I'm, you know, my, I was in my 30s at the time. I'm like, man, I, now's the time to do it. And I kept putting it off. And I go, you know what? Not now. I'm focused on this thing, the vision for my life. I'm focusing on that right now. So I said, not now. Not no. I said, not now to the marathon until I got to the point where I needed to get to in my business quit my job, went all in on my business, ran my marathon. Okay. I know you're busy, but here's the deal. People overestimate what they can get done in a day and they underestimate what they can get done in a year. You have more time. You can make progress along the way. You don't have to get it all done today or this month. I tell you what, what if I had a magic wand and I could give you a 40 hour work week, one 40 hour work week every year to just dedicate to that thing, your BHAG. I can give you one extra 40-hour work week. What if I could give you two? What if I could give you five? What if I could give you nine? What if I could give you nine 40-hour work weeks in the next year? Could you crush it? All right, you ready? Here's how you do it. Wake up one hour earlier. One hour earlier. 365 days. That's nine 40-hour work weeks. What are you going to do with that? Wow, Jim, I already get up early. Get up 30 minutes earlier then. You have four and a half 40-hour work weeks. A month. 
a month to dedicate to your vision. I know you're busy. You can make this happen. That's number eight. Number nine, Jim, this has never been done before. What I'm trying to do has never been done. Guess what? Everything was impossible until someone did it. The four-minute mile, the Wright brothers first in flight, right? There's no iPhone until Steve Jobs created it. And listen, you're probably not trying to break the four-minute mile. You're probably not trying to do something like akin to being the first in flight. Maybe you are. Like I said earlier, someone with less money, less education, less opportunity, someone who's busier than you, they already did it. They're already doing what you want to do. I know. I know it's hard. You can do it. It's been done before. All right. Here's the last one. Number 10, you've tried before and you failed. You've tried and you failed and you're like, man, Jim, I, I don't know if I can. I'm afraid to set this BHAG, this big, hairy, audacious goal because, you know, I dipped my toe in the water last time and I, man, I was, I got burned. Has this podcast not taught you anything? If that's your fear, you got to go back and listen to some more episodes because failure is the way. Failure is the way. Failure is the path. There's a study done at Northwestern University, Kellogg School of Management. I shared this recently on an episode, but it's worth saying here again. They studied three groups who found success. It was a successful grant applications to the NIH, National Institutes of Health, successful VC-backed startups, and the third one was successful terrorist attacks. And they studied the ones that succeeded in accomplishing their mission. And what they found was all of the winners started as losers. All the successes started as failures, but not all the failures became successes. You know what the difference is? You know what the key difference is between the ones that never succeeded and the ones that went from failure to success? The ones that went from failure to success had a shorter time between attempts. You failed? Good. Take the next attempt. Next try. Go for it again because you're learning from that failure. And the longer you wait, the less likely you are to succeed. Shorten that time between attempts, keep trying, go for it again, because that is the path. So now you have no excuse. You have no excuses about setting a BHAG. You know how to do it. And I've just blown up every psychological obstacle in your way. Set your BHAG, share it with me. If you like this episode, screenshot it, post it on Instagram, post it on Twitter and tag me. Let your friends know about this episode, episode 302 of the Success Through Failure podcast, jimharshardjr.com slash 302. If you like this, share it on social media, give it a rating and a review on iTunes. That always helps. I appreciate you listening. You might be hearing the dog barking in the background. So I got to go. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. If you want to apply these principles into your life, Let's talk. You can see the limited spaces that are open on my calendar at jimharshawjr.com slash apply, where you can sign up for a free one-time coaching call directly with me. And don't forget to grab your action plan. Just go to jimharshawjr.com slash action. And lastly, iTunes tends to suggest podcasts with more ratings and reviews more often. You would totally make my day if you give me a rating and review. Those go a long way in helping me grow the podcast audience. Just open up your podcast app if you have an iPhone, do a search for success through failure, select it, and then scroll the whole way to the bottom where you can leave the podcast a rating and a review. Now, I hope this isn't just another podcast episode for you. I hope you take action on what you learned here today. Good luck and thanks for listening.